Well, today we're going to continue our Who Do You Say I Am series. And we're going to be again in the book of Mark, which is where we're going to be throughout this series. And if you want to go ahead and turn there, we're going to be in Mark chapter 1, verses 21 through 27. That's where we're going to spend a lot of our time today. And what we're going to spend our time doing is thinking about and seeing uh, the authority of Jesus. And authority is something that we all experience. Most of us experience it at first from our parents, from mom and dad, um, as they are the first authority figures in our lives. And depending on our age, uh, we sometimes respect that authority, other times we push back against it, um, but we all have experienced that. The next step of authority is probably some sort of teacher um, who hopefully was a good teacher and you were uh, respectful of their authority, but oftentimes we know um, people who are in authority don't always use that um, in wise ways, right? And then for a lot of us, the, uh, we're, we experience the authority of a boss. And sometimes uh, those bosses are good and sometimes they're not, if we're just being honest. When I worked at the restaurant, which I've referenced in other messages before, um, I had good and I had bad bosses. Uh, the bad bosses tended to just go, listen, I'm the boss, I have the chef's hat on, you listen to me. Most of us don't respond well to that positional authority. It's, I have the hat on, so thus you have to listen to me. The bosses that I re responded best with were those who built relationship with me, those who uh, would come alongside me, who uh, actually sort of cared about the job I did, not just in the end product. Um, and I found myself like submitting to that authority. I found myself following them more and and it was just, it was nice in comparison to the other one, right? If you've, if you've experienced this, you know what I'm talking about. And today we're going to look at the authority that Jesus has um, because he is Jesus. <laughs> and, we, and the story that we find this playing out in is in Mark chapter 1, which, we already, which I already told you to go ahead and look up. And so setting the scene a little bit or letting Mark set the scene a little bit, Mark paints this picture of John the Baptist preparing the way for Jesus. And then Jesus is baptized by John in the Jordan before Jesus is sent off into the desert to be tested and to be tempted to get ready for ministry. When he comes out of that desert experience in the wilderness, he calls his first disciples. And that's where um, we will pick up right after that. He has called his disciples uh, to follow him to submit to his authority. And then we go straight to the story. And Mark is very quick to bring us straight into that. So um, if you would, let's, we're just going to read some these in sections. We're going to unpack them as we go. Uh, but in Mark chapter 1, verses 21 through 27, it says this. It says, They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. The people saw something different in Jesus. As Jesus and his disciples come into the synagogue, Jesus begins to teach and what he's teaching um, is something different. But it's not just something that he knows, right? Um, we know this about Jesus, that Jesus, as John says in his, the first chapter of his gospel, he says, Jesus is the Word. The Word in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. So when Jesus is teaching, um, there's, this, there's a sense that he's 
teaching about himself, even though he's not fully saying these things. And the people begin to see something different in him. They begin to see that he is different. Look at what, they, look at what it says. It says that he taught as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Because the teachers of the law would know something and they would teach on it. But Jesus is coming with something new, something fresh, something different, which is why the audience saw him as having an authority on that day. And can you imagine, this is one of Jesus' first teachings and you're sitting there and you're listening and there's just something different about this guy. There's just something more to him than another rabbi, another teacher. And then we quickly find out in this passage and in this, in this narrative, how different, right? So we continue on. In verses uh, 23, it says, just then a man in, the, in their synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit cried out, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. The evil spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The evil spirit recognizes Jesus. And very quickly, the people who are there have to understand they felt something during the teaching, but now they see something more. They see something greater. They see this unbelievable event. A man stands up, possessed by a holy, uh, not, excuse me, not holy, by an evil spirit. And that evil spirit calls out Jesus. Now, Interesting, maybe just for some Bible nerds uh, or history nerds, but there's two thoughts from commentators on this passage. The first is, is that the evil spirit names Jesus so that he can have control over Jesus. Because in the ancient world, there's this idea that if you can name your enemies, then you have power over them. Now, I'm not 100% sure where that comes from, but it's really interesting here to think about this when we look at this passage because he says, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? So he's naming not only who he is, but the town he's from. Could he be trying to take control of Jesus? Could he be trying to use authority over Jesus? Now, that's obviously a silly sort of proposition as we know because we read what happens, right? But in the moment, this evil spirit maybe isn't being submissive, maybe isn't bowing down to Jesus, and he, maybe he's actually trying to have authority over the Son of God. But alas, Jesus quiets him, right? And Jesus casts him out. And so we see that Jesus, just from the very beginning of the book of Mark, is known, right? that he has authority both in this world and in the spiritual realm. The evil spirits even know his name. They ask, what do you want with us? Because, you know, maybe the other, the other viewpoint that uh, some commentators hold is that this spirit knows who Jesus is and knows what's coming and is trying to work out um, some leniency from Jesus. Because he says, what do you want with us? And then he names him. He says, not only does he name him, but he describes him. He says, the Holy One of God. Jesus is completely different than the Spirit, right? He's holy. He's pure. He's divine. The Spirit is evil and is of Satan. 
and is inhabiting one of God's creations. And Jesus looks at him and says, be quiet. If there was any chance for this demon, uh, this evil spirit to have authority over Jesus, it's gone at this point, right? Jesus quiets the spirit and then casts him out with just five words. He says, be quiet, come out of him. That's six words, I can't count. <laughs> but six words and this evil spirit is cast out. Amazing, right? The authority that Jesus has, not only in teaching, but now in the physical and spiritual realm. There's something more to this man. The people who are there have to be having these thoughts. And they continue on. The rest of this passage in verse 27, it says this. It says, the people, who, uh, the people were all so amazed that they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching and with authority. He even gives orders to evil spirits and they obey him. News about him quickly spread over the whole region of Galilee. The people were amazed. They were just shocked at what they had seen. Here's this new comer on the scene, this new guy, or maybe for some, if they uh, were from his town, would go, ah, maybe I remember that guy from back in the day. He's here and he's teaching in the synagogue. He's teaching in front of the religious leaders, the teachers of the law. He is sharing this new teaching and he's doing it with authority and the people see this. And what's interesting is they saw it even before he cast the demon out. But after he cast the demon out, you know for a fact there's something different about this guy. There's something different about this man, that there's this authority that he has. A new teaching with authority and that even the evil spirits obey him. That's definitely going to make the news spread. And now think about the disciples for a moment. The disciples had just signed on for this. He had just called them to follow him. They had just started maybe learning about who he was. And one of the first things they see is Jesus teaching, but not just teaching, they see him casting out this demon. I don't know about you, but if that were me, I would have two reactions and they would it'd probably be a mixture. Fear as to what did I just sign up for? But two, I signed up with the right guy. Because it's clear that Jesus has authority. Not just in his teaching, but also when it came to the spiritual realm. That's what this, this, that's what this story gives us. That's what this story teaches us about Jesus. Now, so the question is that we, we have to ask, ask ourselves. The question is, what, like, what do we do with this? How do we respond to this? Because we don't want to just be hearers of the word, we want to be doers of the word. So we need to think about this in a practical manner. What is it that we're going to do with what we've just learned and what we've just read? Well, and the first question I think I would ask, and I will, is who do you say Jesus is? Do you think that he's an authority? Do you think that he is divine? Do you think that he is the son of God? That's the question we're gonna ask throughout the series. 
And in this context, it is, do you think that he is as authoritative as, as the Bible says he is? Scripture is very clear about this. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, Jesus says this. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus backs up this claim as he, and he says this as he is getting ready to depart from this world. So this is towards the end of his ministry. And he says, all authority on heaven, in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus has that authority. And then Paul writes in Colossians, in uh, Colossians 1, verses 15 through 18, he says this. He says, He is the image of the invisible God, firstborn over all creation, for by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. Jesus is the authority in teaching and creation and in all things. That's what scripture says. And so the question we have to ask is, do we believe that? Is he the authority? And if we say yes, that leads to a second question. The second question then that we have to ask is, does Jesus have authority in your life? Does Jesus have authority in my life? Because authority doesn't work most times for people to follow unless you actually follow. I talked about the, the chef they used to work under who he he was in a, posi a position of authority and so instead of earning my trust earning my respect earning my submission he demanded it that doesn't make me want to follow him and so when it comes to Jesus have we submitted to him he can be the authority over all of this but he's not going to force you so the question is, is, is he an authority in your life? Have you allowed him to speak into your life through times of prayer, as you read scripture, as you hopefully engage in conversations with other people and maybe you've opened up your life and allowed people to speak into your life just like uh, we saw from Kathy earlier on in this video? Have you allowed Jesus to speak into and to be an authority in your life. Because knowing that he's an authority is not the same thing as making him an authority in your life and submitting. Because our lives should look different when we do that. Our lives should be filled with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We should see peace and joy and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control in our lives. If Jesus is the authority in my life, I should be living differently. I should be putting myself second. I should be putting others first. I should be sacrificially loving those around me. I should be trying to expand the kingdom. I should be telling people about him. It's difficult. 
at times because we want to be in control. I want to be in control. I want to have the authority. But it's very clear from Scripture. It's very clear from the passage that we looked at today that I don't stack up next to Jesus. And if I'm being honest, love you, but you don't either. It's difficult because we want to be in charge. But Jesus wants to be the authority in our life. And he's not a taskmaster like the chef that I used to work for. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to love you. He wants you to follow him and to do what he's calling you to do out of love, not out of demand. He doesn't want to use six words on you and make you do something. But he has authority. And so the question is, is have you given him have you given him that place in your life? Have you taken those steps? For some of you watching right now, maybe you haven't. And we would love to talk to you about that. We would love to um, share with you what it means to follow Jesus and take, uh, to give your life to him, to be baptized. Even in the midst of this pandemic, even in the midst of all of this craziness, that's something we can still do. And we would love to. And we would love for you to just reach out to us, um, even right now. You can go to troycc.org forward slash connect card and please just send us a message and we will reach back out to you because we want you to know who Jesus is and we would love to be a partner with you and you giving your life to him. If that's not the step that you need to make today, um, I would call on you to just really examine. Have you made Jesus an authority in your life? I know for many, many years, uh, some of us have just followed, no, excuse me, have said that Jesus is the authority. But maybe our lives don't reflect that. I have many seasons in my life where my life does not reflect that. I would have told you, if you were asking me this question, I would have told you, yes, he's the authority of my life. But does my life look that way? It's a challenge for all of us. The authority of Jesus is clear. The authority of him over just in a teaching manner, but also over the spiritual world, over the world in general, is just very clear. So the question is, who do you say he is? And what are you going to do with that?